Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a Survivor's storyline and editing podcast. The winner of this show is on this. I definitely think people underestimate me. And if you were watching closely, there was a clue. Got the million dollar check written already. I mean, I'm, I'm the winner. My wife and kids have definitely saved me from my demons, my nightmares. Last time I played like a cop, this time I'm playing like a criminal. Past will eat you alive, but the future will save you. But at the same time, it's uh, it's it, this is a, a business trip, as I like to say. All the girls are coming together, and we're spinning the guys around as much as we can, and then we're devouring them one at a time. I'm gonna win a million dollars, so I guess my nickname's Fabio. I'm your host, Joe. And my name is Daniel. And today we are covering episode four of Survivor Ghost Island. Trust your gut. Such a generic uh, title. Yeah, really not the best one to pick for this episode, I feel like. Yeah. Like, really, um, like, I feel like someone says, trust your gut in every single episode of Survivor ever aired. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that we made it 36 seasons in without needing to use that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there is maybe something to it that we'll get to later, but, like, last season there was an episode titled uh, something about secrets, and, like, keeping your secrets safe and to yourself happened to be one of the major themes of the season for our winner, so maybe trusting your gut is something that the winner will be doing. Maybe. I really don't want to believe it, given who it applies to, but yeah, we'll see. Um, any other thoughts on the episode? Uh, I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought it was a solid, good episode with a fun tribal council. I didn't know where it was going exactly. I really thought Bradley was dead. Um, but overall, oh, like, sure. I thought the editing was weird, where we it's like split in half, where it's like you get all in the VD before immunity, all in Malolo afterwards. Definitely. Like, that's just weird editing. I think on any season or without like a Ghost Island twist or an Exile Island twist, I think you'd really be hard pressed to say that Malolo has very little chance, given that they were completely ignored pre-immunity yep. challenge. But with Ghost Island being in there and with it taking up time each episode, um. We have to consider what that does to the narrative of each episode. So I'm yeah, this cutting. episode has majorly made me believe that I do not want any more reward challenges this season if we're going to have reward challenge ghost island and immunity challenge because it's like i feel like this episode we did not get a good dynamic of what was going on anywhere and like both tribes didn't really get much so i I feel like ghost island hogged so much screen time i did the confessional transcripts like kellen was talking for like seven minutes like a whole segment yeah reward challenge immunity challenge so like doing this transcript wasn't even hard because it was like there wasn't even many confessionals like it was very very short i don't maybe this is a weird comparison to bring up but like when i do edgic stuff for project runway and you're getting down to the end episodes where they do home visits it's a lot of just constant content from one person and -hmm. it's really hard to like pick apart of course it's at the end of the season so you have a solid idea of who's probably winning but still it just makes for weird television yeah like i think i'm at this point where i feel like they need to pick between ghost island or reward challenges and especially from a game design standpoint i think i do not like the idea that on this one because there's a reward challenge chris didn't get to go to uh, chris was safe from tribal council and his vote was gone instantly kellen was just gone from or was just gone from the reward like just for like a day like i, I like it feels imbalanced and like for no real reason. Yeah, the I think Ghost Island feels like a very rough idea this season, and should it come back, I hope there's some changes made. Like now, yeah, it needs to be consistent. There's also just an advantage that won't be in the season theoretically because Kellen opted not to take it. Mm-hmm. 
And like, I guess the question is like, have they set it up so if you go to Ghost Island and there's no game, you're just gone from Tribal Council? And if there is a game, then you are at Tribal Council? Like, is that what they're? Because that like that seems like the pattern that's been going. So actually, no, because Jacob got to. Yeah, play Jacob and... was gone from Tribal Council, and they also got an advantage. So yeah, so it's just like really weird and not consistent. And I feel like they they really should pick one. Especially considering this thing is eating up so much screen time. You want to feel like it actually matters in, in a good way. Definitely. And I think finally we can uh, log in the fact that anyone who's going to Ghost Island is getting really good, positive personal content. Yeah, for sure. Like, they um, literally just re-aired Kellen's content from the first episode. So, like, I feel like we can say that, okay, we have to rethink about how we were educating this season because everybody who goes there gets this super positive moment. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting if we see someone go back a second time or if like one of the under edited characters goes for some reason Mm -hmm. like i'm excited to see like chelsea at ghost island like what was are they just going to ignore her and then we might turn an eye back to those that content and see if it was worthwhile or not yeah, because I think there is still one looming question of whether will are 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 all of our major characters just happening to go to Ghost Island? Um, because I feel like Donathan, Kellen, Jacob for the two episodes, and um, Chris are all gonna be major characters in this season, um, regardless of Ghost Island. So like, I guess there is a possibility that they were just like, wow, all the people in our end game um went to Ghost Island, so we'll just hype it up like crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't really know any seasons where there's like an exile island. How that's sort of edited? If like- yeah. Like, the thing is, is fundamentally it changes just the way things work a little bit, because you do have to have this devoted little segment. I would say, like, of all of the ones we had so far, Kellen's was by far the least positive and by far the least, like, emotional and powerful. Yep. I don't know what to make of that. It's sort of, I think most times I saw it, it sort of went down this path where I knew we had heard it before, so I, like, blanked out and just didn't care. Also, it's Kellen, so mm-hmm. I'm having issues there already, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I liked the episode, I... I really think they need to figure out how they're going to edit these if there's going to be a reward challenge because, like, it's so much screen time just wasted in that sense. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like, that's really my thoughts. Yeah. So that's our thoughts on the episode. I think we'll cover it in much the same way the show covered these tribes. We'll start with Navidi mm-hmm. and then go into Malolo. Um, so starting with Navidi, we have Angela. And I think I think we're getting to a point where there's just like going to be people now that we can't really say anything new on. They're like so far out of contention that we might we should hopefully be a little less wordy on them. And I think Angela is one of those. Yeah, no, like Angela this episode really just got the like I got blindsided and I'm not gonna do anything about it really (laughs) yeah like it was really just not a good look for angela i think she could still be like i think she could last a while like i yeah for sure i feel like they've told us a lot about her and kind of how she views things and that she feels like she was betrayed by navidi especially because i in my opinion i think there's gonna be a swap at 15 um i do think she could be a major reason if malolo like, like a malolo power alliance forms like her and chris flipping in some way i feel like that will be a important thing but ultimately her story is completely tied to chris um yes. and like she's very if like one of them's gonna win it's gonna be chris and even then i don't think this is the oh is a winning pair yeah i just felt like coming off an episode where you were so clearly blindsided by your own people that was not the episode you need to have you just yeah i mean i think one thing that's maybe good for Angela is that in the premiere Chris and Sebastian are established as a clear pair and now Angela and Chris are established as a clear pair so I feel like maybe that's really good for her that 
in terms of her just like staying in the game because she latches on to Chris, Chris latches on to Sebastian. That probably means they have some longevity. Um, maybe that three does some cool things in the merge. Um, because like they did devote a lot of time to us telling us that Sebastian and Chris are good buddies and yeah. that Angela and Chris are good buddies. So like there's a lot of stuff stories surrounding Chris. So it's like that can only be good for Angela's like stipend or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but as for winner chances, I don't see it. Non-existent. Non-existent. Um, on to Chris. I think we're going to reiterate a lot of what we said. And I've been reading that there's like, people are focusing on another person who will get to how they don't have a lot of interpersonal um, relationship. Whereas Chris, of course, he has the one with Angela, but you mentioned Sebastian. He's opposed to Dominic. I think that all looks really good for his chances. I agree. I mean, I think right now there's a couple, like the issue here is that he's been shown probably more negative than he could be. Um, Like, I, like, I feel like they didn't need to show us Pete, like Laurel and Donathan being like, I don't know if I want to work with Chris. Hmm. But then again, like winners have had negativity before, especially recently. So it's totally possible. And we know who he's friends with. He knows who we know he doesn't like. We know his long-term plans. You know, we know how he views the game. We know things about him personally. Like on paper, this guy's got a really good edit. It's just like, there's, a, there's too many little question marks for me to put him as a top contender, but he's like in that second tier. Yeah, I think it's narrowing. So he's definitely not a top contender, but I still have him up there. His only real negative part is what he said to Angela in that last episode. And it was backed up by a lot of positive content at Ghost Island, which may or may not matter, as we said. Um, But yeah, I think it still all fits together. And in the preview, we see Donathan maybe getting close to Chris, which previews are previews. Mm -hmm. Might not be the truth. But I think next episode will sort of hopefully show us what's up there. I really think Chris might be that character who doesn't go to a tribal council until the merge. Oh, maybe. I guess he's the only one eligible now. Cause, hmm. Yeah, he's the only one who hasn't gone. And I feel like Navidi is not going to go to tribal next episode. Um, Could be wrong there, but like, I just don't see that really. Like, I don't see the Chris Dominic thing coming to head yet. Like, it feels like this is a long term story. I don't know. I think I think Navidi could go next tribal, but I, I think, I don't know. It could be them. And then, yeah, I would think Chris would maybe go, but I don't know. I just think Malolo is equally as weird of going, given what true, we've seen there, but we'll get there. So, I don't know. I know. Basically, like, the question for Chris remains who's winning this fight between him and Dominic? Because it feels like every week it's flipped. Like, week, like, episode one, Dominic is absolutely winning that. Episode two, Chris absolutely leaves winning when he sees through the idol. Episode three, I would say Chris probably wins again, but then this episode, Dominic clearly wins. So, it's like really back and forth in terms of just how it's presenting it it kind of kept me off balance of like who am i supposed to be rooting for who do i who am i supposed to be expecting to win who's the underdog etc like really it's unclear who is gonna win this fight to me yeah which is great television but man <laughs> does it make our jobs hard no other than that i don't really have anything else to say about chris yeah because this story is so much tied to dominic who's next yep. and like it's just so weird like to me i'm still calling that dominic's gonna be leaving way before everyone is expecting but every time i say that he gets a confessional or something or some sort of story set up that feels super long term and i'm like oh am i being being tricked again is this the winner you know what i mean yeah i think if we're moving on to him i think the setup with laurel feels really long term yep um like this gave me so much like troy zan and sarah lacina randomly getting a scene talking about being friends in uh, the pre-merge yeah i don't know it's just something about the way laurel's been edited too it just sort of all clicks together 
And yeah, like before this episode, I did not see like in my mind the story where Dominic goes on, like how he gets there, how like who he's aligned with, like like who's working with this guy to the end. And now I can kind of see that picture of her or sorry, of Laurel, Wendell, Donathan, Dominic really emerging as this power alliance that controls the merge and maybe Chris it's like Chris's group versus Angela's group, and it's like a uh, Jeremy, Jeremy and Josh kind of situation. Yeah, and I Dominic's group wins, and I'm like, now I'm finally starting to see that story where Dominic goes on to win, and I'm like, oh no. I just think if like Chris and Dominic are Jeremy and Josh, there's like a third big character, or maybe even a fourth, like from Malolo, and I'm just not sure how they all fit in because mm-hmm. they're very, they're presented as very big and. I don't know. No, like last episode, I was like, okay, a Malolo 4 person is winning this game 100%. The way that like Navidis are being shown as villains. But now I'm like, I really don't know. This episode opened up a lot of contenders to me that I wasn't really considering last week. And Dominic is absolutely one of those where it's like, this guy finally got to emerge who he's going to work with in this game. And Laurel is not going anywhere anytime soon. It's like, oh, in, in, in the previous episode, like in episode three, she talked about really liking Wendell when Morgan left. Like that's like a little clue that was subtitled yeah. and now she's working with dominic and wendell and it's like oh this is like i, I these these three at least are going to be a really strong trio yeah if you're looking for like a storyline that you could cohesively put together and sort of plot out the whole season like that foursome of dominic donathan laurel and wendell looks really solid compared to anything else like yeah the malolo four that is on malolo stephanie michael jenna them that still looks good. They all look like good characters, but you have to ask yourself how they're getting there. And ultimately, I'm coming back to um, Donathan's content early on in episode one, where he says, like, um, uh, winning this game, the goal, besides winning the game, the goal for me is to align with people I would never know before, like James. He's exotic. And Laurel, she stood out to me because where I'm from, it's mostly Caucasian. I don't have a chance to talk to, to have an Amer- African-American friend. It's like, they set up Laurel and Donathan in episode one. They set up Laurel and uh, James in episode one. They set up Donathan and James in episode one. And that he's going to be trying to, like, like they set this up in episode one in a huge way. They set up Chris and Wendell in episode one in a huge way. Or, sorry, um, Dominic and Wendell in a huge way in episode one. And then in episode two, Laurel gets that content about flipping, like, like being like, you can't just sit and let the bold and the powerful and the beautiful control things. you got to know when to wow. flip. I'm just wondering when the time's right. I'm like, oh, Laurel's absolutely flipping on old Malolo. Like, Laurel's going to be a, a villain, I think. Hmm. I totally forgot about that confession in the second episode, like what it was about, but that makes so much sense given the context. Yeah, like now I'm starting now. to like really see where this season's going, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a path that's positive, very, very, very positive for Dominic. I, I have hangups on Dominic himself. Like, yeah, I me think. Too. Um, episode three, where he was just shown repeatedly like having his plans backfire, that feels wrong, and I think. It's why all three of his alliance members look way better, but I don't know. <laughs> I agree. Like for me, I, Dominic is a winner contender for me, but I put Wendell significantly above him because I feel like this is very likely the Jeremy Josh thing, and Jeremy and Josh didn't win at least that season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Other than that, like I think this was one. Like this is the episode Dominic needed to really bounce back, I think. Um, And I think now I'm like, he's probably not leaving pre-merge, which I was kind of predicting earlier. He's probably either going super deep, like 
finale night or early merge passing that legacy advantage to wendell like because either like that's the two spots he's in danger i think yeah i think i can agree with that oh and just one additional thing about dominic before we move on i think he could be a losing finalist in the like russell hands 2.0 style thing um in this episode like with james's comments last episode plus this episode him establishing this alliance i'm like oh i could actually theoretically see this guy losing at the end yep i think i I agree with that, especially like the Russell Hands 2.0, because we've seen like a Brad and a Monica comparison where yep. Brad also got second. Yeah. And I think there's tons of like everyone around him makes sense in a why Dominic lost scenario. I agree. Um, Someone who I think will not lose in a final three is uh Donathan. I, I imagine this guy's up against anybody for any reason, and he's probably winning in the final three. Uh, I think so. I really don't. We haven't seen enough from him recently, you know? Yeah, I don't know. For me, this episode was enough for me to put him actually as my number two winner contender. Um, He's got that Malola positivity. He's clearly here for a long time because of how many stories he's set up. Like like him and James, him and Laurel, him wanting to see the world and everything. I don't know if he's our winner, but like he really hasn't been getting the growth edit. Like he hasn't been shown weak, really. Um, No. Which I kind of was, was forecasting, but he's just been kind of shown as a strong, capable person who's loving life like if anything he's getting like the journey at it and i don't think that has as negative connotation as the uh growth at it um i don't know what do you think about donathan um i feel like episodes one two and four bode really well for him i'm just confused on episode three still and i think there's a point to be made that if donathan and laurel do flip on i guess james and libby then it's good for them to have been hidden from that strategic movement there Mm mm-hmm because it doesn't make sense to show them as a strong four when they're not going to be. And maybe the thing is, is like, one, maybe Donathan wasn't actually much involved with it. And two, he really did need a cool down. Like, if he is your winner, you can't have him just be, like, the main character for five episodes in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And maybe that's the best episode to let somebody else take the driver's seat to show he's clearly part of this Mololo four. And he's clearly doing some cool strategic maneuvering. But they want to give credit to James because he did do something really cool and the producers like it. So they're willing to just give Donathan a content about, like, loving the views. Um, and that actually, that confessional makes me double down on the idea that um, uh, Donathan could flip here because um, it's just a little odd that it's like, I'm definitely floored when I arrived here at the Navidi tribe because they definitely got it going on. They got fire pits, they got good shelter, and sure enough, they have the most beautiful views I've ever seen in my entire life. And to me, it's like, is that for shadowing for him flipping to Navidi. Yeah, and it, we were talking last episode about how it contrasts against Bradley and the mm-hmm. Navidis on Malolo, who for the most part hate the Malolo camp. And I was apprehensive about what it could mean, but I think looking at what's been set up now, it makes sense. There's so much groundwork that they put in for Donathan and Laurel to flip that it all at least makes sense for that. Mm-hmm. Whether that stretches to the win, I'm not sure yet, but... That's the thing is like for me, Donathan is the character that I would absolutely 100% pencil in for the finale episode. Mm. I don't know if that means he's in like, I don't know where he places in there, but he's absolutely at the end. I don't know if I'm that on board yet. I think he has a chance to win, but I don't know. Yeah, like the thing for me is like, especially contrasted in that episode three to Bradley talking about like how awful, like he just wants to go back to Navidi and Donathan just gets content about like, how beautiful it is and how happy he is to be there and... 
all the Malolo positivity in addition to that. Like, and then this episode was super good for him. Like, it also yeah. feels like none of his story beats have paid off at all. It's like the more that his stories are not dealt with, the better it is for him. I wouldn't want another episode where he goes to tribal council and gets ignored as he was in episode three. Yes. But- I think more episodes like this where we're getting development but not super focused on him needlessly, I think is good for him. Yeah, that's all I have to say for Donovan. Do you want to move on to James next? Yes. Cool. I mean, uh, what do you, what did you think about, like, what do you think, because you were super high on James last week. What are you yes. thinking for him this week? And initially I was, I think I was done with him, but because he got like maybe three lines, like, and they're all throwaway. A lot of people thought he was invisible, but he did say stuff. Yeah, he talked about the idol play last week. And I don't think that's the greatest, especially when there was that content from Donathan and Laurel. But I think it's okay. Like there are Yeah, other I think the pitch you on. can make in favor of James here is that in an episode that's setting up Laurel and Donathan flipping, maybe it's good that James isn't talking about, like, how tight the Malolo are and how bad the Navidi are. Like, I feel like that's the best case, is that, like, this guy didn't get a chance to look stupid. Yeah, and I think just thinking about what Donathan and Laurel's flip means, because it seems like Chris and Angela are still wanting to go with the old Malolo force, so that still sort of puts it at this... 4-4 split. Yeah. We're really not sure how it's going to resolve. I guess they could split the vote thinking they have six theoretical votes and that's where. I mean, that's why I'm saying that they're not going to tribal. Like, the flip makes no sense. Like, they're flipping to two people are they gonna go to rocks for these two people i don't think so that's why i think they're they're not and it's gonna swap and then these are just relationships they've established for later on yeah because like whenever the story is telling you something that makes no sense like our laurel like laurel and donathan can't flip to wendell and dominic no matter how well, much they but they can though if um... oh like i guess they could leak the idol play maybe like leak who's good or well yeah if they think if the plan is to go three three then four wins the day but yeah i don't know Which, That's... yeah i guess it's possible i just think it doesn't make sense with the story we're being told that so i i really think Lolo is going to tribal so i think james at least is safe another week and also like he he's not going to leave now on this tribe yeah because like we would have got there. like laurel saying you know james is just so bossy but <laughs> james remains unscathed in this episode he's just ignored he could yeah. still win it's just yep. again i think a fringe winner contender yeah it's a season of 20 so like there's lots of room to be ignored and i feel he's had good content the past few episodes so yeah not off my radar mm-hmm. but like, not not a great episode that's the thing is like he needs something really good soon to really emerge as a winner contender in my opinion yeah other than that do you have anything i feel like he'll probably be like, a relatively important strategic character. Or they're just giving him the Michelle Schubert, like, Millennials vs. Gen X style edit, where they're just like, thank you for making this episode really entertaining. In episode three, um, you played super well. We're going to give you so much credit for it. Sorry that you're not relevant to the story. You're the merge boot or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, that's all I have to say. Do you have anything else to add? No, I have nothing on James right now. So, Laurel, like... <laughs> what a come coming out party for Laurel. Really incredible episode from the challenge standpoint. Like, super positive content from Jeff. Talking about how dominant she was. She was super good um, in that uh, uh, ring toss competition or whatever. Um, and then she talks about going to Yale, I think. She yeah. talks about like, all this, like, like, how she wants to flip, how she wants to control the game. For the first time, I'm like, okay, this girl's story makes sense. And it's been literally shown over four episodes. It's just been kind of in the background. Yeah, I think 
the big question is last episode we were totally like this girl has no chance yep and everything this episode was perfect to make it seem like she had a chance but i i'm still really hesitant to latch on to that yeah no like i think what this episode told me is that this girl is making it really far and is a very important character and that's it (laughs) yeah uh like i feel like go ahead yeah i feel like there's not gonna be like the story of the season will massively involve laurel in a pretty important way probably flipping on the pretty and powerful who've been running this game for so long uh she could be the Cochrane style or she could be someone who successfully flips. I don't know which, but like, I definitely think there is some sort of like the game, the story this season is tied to Laurel. I think, I think she's in it. I just don't. Yeah. No, it's not like her story. It's like, she's going to massively flip it one way or the other. Yeah. I really think that I've been playing UTR so far quote is really the key for why people think she has a chance now. The best sort of... line she could possibly get in this episode to, reestablish her as a winner contender i still don't buy it but like you could not plot out a better episode for somebody who's been under the radar and like wow she's kind of like weirdly getting story beats to re-emerge as a winner contender yeah and you mentioned that confessional from episode two where she considers the flip but ends up not doing it but that makes so much sense given what's being built now. Um, episode three, in the same way that it makes sense for Donathan, if the Malolo four there isn't tight, makes sense for Laurel. She did get that throwaway line too about saving Wendell. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah. basically what I'll say about Laurel is she's on life alert. Basically, I think this is, we, we need to be on Samoa watch um, because there were clues early on in Samoa that Natalie White was winning and was going to sure. beat. Russell. And the thing is, is like, if Laurel gets content talking about how she can beat Dominic and Kellen or something like that, I really think she has a strong winner's edit. Like, really good chance of winning this game. Right now, I she doesn't have enough for me to put her as a top-tier contender. Yes, definitely. But she absolutely could emerge as that person really easily. Yeah, I still so, think I think a big hang-up is that I still think they could have given her content right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, all that Yale stuff could have come way sooner. But um, I guess the the question is because we still don't know like on global at least on like on cbs episode one and two are listed as one episode like it just like like the online community has as a whole agreed that it's two episodes yeah but, like for the game changers there was two different episode titles this one only had one maybe they knew this was episode one and if you look at it under that lens Laurel had a way better premiere than people are giving her credit for because her episode two was really really good hmm. i don't know i think that's sort of where people might be looking too hard and they're just thinking Mm. oh like i think people who don't view it as closely might not consider the importance of a confessional or like how many tribal council questions they've got yeah whereas it's sort of our our units of discussing the episode i don't know if everyone sees it that way and i try not to be like oh they got a confessional so that's like instant still in contention you know no, like this is the thing is like at the end of the day i think it's important to remember that there have been winners who haven't got confessionals in the first episode and honestly in the 15 seasons following Samoa I think Laurel has got the content that's most like Natalie White that we've ever seen where she's introduced shown who she's allies with there's a bigger character talking for her and then in episode four she gets a content about kind of emerging as an under the radar threat how she's more aware than we've been thinking like I really think this is the closest edit we've had to a Natalie White in quite a long time 
So I do think we have to pay attention to that. I agree with that. And what I will say is that you're right. Those first two episodes were shown on the same night to most people. So yeah, it seems like one long episode to them. And I think that's not unimportant to consider. Same for James as well. Mm -hmm. He didn't get a lot of content in that first hour, but he obviously got a lot in the second. So Other than that, I really have nothing else to add to Laurel. I think... This was a fantastic episode for her. Um, not enough for me yet to put her as a top tier contender, but she's like number seven probably. Yeah, I think I have her around there as well. So I guess next up is Libby, who <laughs> dropped off the face of the planet. Like invisible, invisible, ridiculously visible, and superstar, invisible. Like, yep. yep. <laughs> All right. Libby's not our winner. Nope. Hardcore not. You uh, could say, last like, week you we could... were forecasting that maybe she'll be Natalie White-esque. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, you could still look at this and be like, oh, that's Natalie White, but you're just looking at the base structure of it and not everything else. So. Yeah, she's blonde. That's where the comparison's in. Yep. And Southern. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like if she were to win, she would get an Natalie White style at it probably, but. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't it. Yeah. So. She might still emerge as a big character. I, I kind of think not. She'll probably just show up when she's relevant. Yeah. Like Andrea. Yep. I agree she's, with that. Yeah. Honestly, do you have anything else to add about Libby? No. I want to move away as soon yep. as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Libby. You're the greatest. I wish you were on the show. Yeah, that's true. But you're not in this episode. Yep. So. Okay. Next up, Wendell. Who? Wendell? I, I don't know who Wendell is. <gasps> <laughs> the winner of the season, I think. Ah. Uh... Like, this was exactly what he needed after last week, which wasn't actually a bad episode, but, like, the story seemed to be forming away from him. And then this episode was like, no, by the way, the stories are still around Wendell. Like, like it couldn't even commit for, like, two weeks that Wendell wasn't the winner. Like, <laughs> it was like, it tricked you for, like, one day. It was like, maybe if that, like, episode two and three were, like, weeks apart. But, like, basically it was like, Wendell wasn't relevant for episode two, and he wasn't super relevant for episode three, and he gets kind of blindsided. But then episode four was like why it didn't matter that he got blindsided and that he totally knew what was going on and he's fine, he's chill, whatever. Hmm. I don't know. I'm still really hesitant and I think you know why I'm hesitant. I kept asking in our discussion group, why show him saying Navidi's never going to lose if they immediately lose? Yeah, that is still the worst thing about him. Um, but at the end of the day, if that's the worst thing about somebody, I don't think it's that bad. Um, I, I also think there's some negative downsides with like, Angela naming that Wendell and Dom stabbed me in the back and we might like like I, I feel like there was enough like and also that Dominic is talking for him like we do yeah like I still think Wendell had possibly the best premiere for anybody in a long time like really sure. just a perfect premiere like you could not ask for a better first episode for anybody if they're gonna go on to win and that is partly why he still remains as such a top tier contender because he totally looked like the alpha in that Dom Wendell uh, duo in episode yeah. one and it established him as the one who saved Dominic all this stuff but now that's flipped I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing I think that's totally fine if he isn't really relevant and they want to so especially if they're soaking up Dominic for screen time but the longer Dominic's in this game I think the worse it is for Wendell um I don't know I could definitely I feel like he's going long term either way yes I think, I, I think Wendell is the easiest lock for the final six. I think he could make it with Dominic. I think Dominic could go next episode and we get this idea of him restructuring. I agree. I agree. But I mean, like, I, I think it would be bad for him if Dominic is in that end. But maybe not because Dominic could be the Russell Hans type. It's hard. Yeah. The thing is, is, like, I haven't, I don't think either of us have placed exactly what Dominic's story is yet. And Wendell's so tied to Dominic that it's hard to see. Like, the thing is, like, I see so many routes for Wendell to win. 
that like I feel like you're right like any way this season breaks I feel like Wendell is a absolute top tier content Mm -hmm. yeah I think Dominic and Stephanie as well are just these characters who are so big but I have no idea especially given what happened this episode where they're going Mm -hmm. more so with Stephanie like Dominic I see a path but I don't know how long that's going Stephanie I'm just why are you showing this person we'll get to her but yeah yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, I feel like you could ignore her really easily, but maybe it is that she's just such captivating television. I don't know. But yeah, like, Wendell, at the end of the day, like, has been shown, like, that premiere is, again, just incredible. Like, he introduces everything about him, his game, his way, views of the world, everything. Yeah. And now he just gets to kind of glide by. I think that's fine. Um, He does, I think he needs a big episode sometime soon. But by sometime soon, I mean, like, the next three episodes. Like, <laughs> I feel like he has a solid foundation for a good edit. Yeah. And he just needs something sometime down the line. And if he doesn't get that, he's in trouble, and it'll be like a Ryan Ulrich. Um, I, I think he has that possibility to just kind of, like, vanish, kind of. But uh, he has so much, like, his his edit has so many so much legs. Like, this guy is so obviously in the final six, final seven. Um, and, like, he doesn't even look like that big player. So it's like, I don't even think he's going to be, like, that shock boot. Because it's like, they oh, haven't set sure, him no. up as a super threat. Yeah, the one thing I felt like when right at the beginning of this episode his content with Dominic really put him playing second to mm-hmm. Dominic and he didn't come off as very like I guess smart is the word that comes to mind but he's obviously I agree. smart like he felt very like a number of Dominics and not his own player but to me honestly that to me is part of the reason I have him so high and with so much win equity because I do think on the beach like day-to-day life Dominic is absolutely controlling their duo. Like, he is their duo. Like, the spokesperson everything. The leader. Yeah. But episode one presented us as Wendell as the leader. As Wendell sort of saving Dominic. Yeah, as Wendell saving Dominic, being a savior, keeping him on track. It's like, I think the biggest thing for me is, why would you... If Wendell is the beta to Dominic's alpha, why would you establish it that way? Like, ultimately, everything for me comes back to the premiere for Wendell because it's like we've seen so many duos like Donathan and Laurel where Donathan is clearly our leader and it's established that way and Laurel gets kind of sidelined it's like (laughs) they could have done that in the premiere if Wendell and Dominic was Dominic over Wendell yeah but it's not so they they lied to us in the first episode a little bit and then they show us more authentically so that in the back of our mind we're like oh they're on an equal footing but I don't think they're on an equal footing Granted, it does seem that Laurel flipped to, or at least is considering flipping to them because she likes Wendell a lot. So, like, we are seeing Wendell has a good social game. Yeah, I guess it's really interesting how it's, like, presented them flipping. Because Chris and Angela come up to the fore and are like, we want to work with you. And then Donathan and Laurel are just like, but we want to work with these other people. Mm-hmm. It's not, they don't like James or Libby. It's They don't like Chris and they want to work with Wendell and Dominic. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, their story makes no sense. It's not, they're not going to tribal. Like, lock that in. Mm, I, I I think they're going to tribal. I, if they're going to tribal, they're getting like 50 minutes of 50 minutes. I think. <laughs> <laughs> 50 out of 44 minutes. I don't know. Because you'd have to establish, like, what's going on with the relationships, and I, I feel like it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Right? I, I see it making sense. Hmm. I don't know. Like, do you... you okay, I'll, I'll absolutely bet you uh, cool points for who goes to China. <laughs> um, let me think real quick. I guess we'll be able to think through it when we go through Malolo, and yeah. then I'll have a definitive answer for you. Cool, but... we'll do that. Right we'll do now, that I'm... Yeah, do you right have anything else I'm... to say about Wendell? Um, nope. I guess there is a chance... Like, 
the worst case scenario for him is if he continues to just get Dominic is better content. And it's just like, they liked yeah. him. So they made him a captivating character, I guess. Or they like, I guess there is a chance where they set Wendell up as a winner contender. If Wendell and Dominic go to the end together and like, they want it to be like a captivating final two, like a Chrissy Ben or final yeah. three. Um, but then they, like, I, I don't think that's happening. Like, I feel like Dominic does not have that much legs. Like, I don't think he's in the final three. Huh. That's like my one, if <laughs> D- Wendell doesn't win, but makes it far theory i guess yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah other than that i have nothing to add so i guess we're on malolo 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 Nothing Malo- <laughs> goes lower than the malolo low or whatever okay so let me find the list but i think we can rattle through a bunch of these really quick oh yeah Okay, Bradley. Um, Bradley's not at the bottom because my secret hope is that they're doing something so weird with Bradley and they're going to reverse his curse and he's going to be the greatest winner of all time. That w- I, Honestly, like this episode made me think Bradley might have more legs than we think. Um, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, this was really like, I was like, this is the most obvious Bradley boot ever. But I feel like there's a chance that he's just the like our villain of the entire season. Um, but then again, I could also see him leaving next episode. I don't know. I don't Bradley's know. a good, captivating character. I'm very happy with what's being shown to us. Um, that Kim Spradling confessional was hilarious. Like I love that they're showing him in a nuanced way, but also completely laughing at him. Like, yeah. like they're showing his thought process, so we like we get him, but at the same time. We're shown it in such a cartoonish and hilarious, degrading way. <laughs> like, he has that one confessional where he's like, this is what's going to make me a good lawyer. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you are so going this episode. <laughs> so, yeah. No, he's, when I say higher, he's now above Desiree and Chelsea. So, congratulations. But, yeah, still probably yeah, not like, winning. There's a hilarious universe where this guy wins. But, like, <laughs> I don't think Survivor has enough faith in, like, the casual viewing audience to ever embrace somebody like this. Like, this is, like, triple Jenna Maraska. Yes. Like, <laughs> this would be, they've completely rethought how stories work. And they're just going to show the Malolo be the captivating underdogs as just Bradley just stomps <laughs> them. And I think that's hilarious. Like, that would be a really funny way for the story to go. Like, a good way to present a Pyongyang is just, like, this evil conglomerate just refuses to work with them and they just like bow down to bradley for some reason it'd be good but yeah he's not winning no nope. uh other than that nothing really to say right nope next up is brendan rip yeah and did I not think... see this coming oh yeah for sure like even oh at tribal was... i thought he was the least likely of the four to go yeah it was just i really thought it was michael or bradley like i thought we were losing one of those two yeah I think talking about what we did preseason, where Brendan was going long, this person's going to get a, get a good edit. I, this edit makes sense now for someone who's going fourth, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like, I think at the end of the day, what ended up happening is that they could not ignore that Brendan was completely controlling Malolo. Like, he was completely in control, and it's really hard to show the person who's completely dominating the tribe who also goes fourth. Oh. Yeah. I, I do think at the end, like, I think he was a good character, and yeah, like, they do, that, that is how you show him. You just show him as, like, observant enough as, like, a reliable narrator, and, and then he gets screwed by the swap. Like, that's pretty much the edit he got. Yeah, I think moving forward, what Brendan tells us is that nothing about him put the Malolo 4 here on Malolo in a negative light. So I think we're still really supposed to root for those people. And hmm, do you agree with that? You know, I like the thing is for me is 
I think Brennan being shown, I think he was shown very positively and very reliable. I think we're supposed to trust what he said. Um, yeah, I think ultimately we never saw anything bad about Brennan at any point other than Bradley, who I think we were not supposed to take at face value at all. Like, <laughs> I think we were told he was a good leader and then Bradley's like, he's a bad, stupid dad who gives bad pep talk advice. Like, <laughs> we've never seen that at all. He calls him annoying. It's like, uh, this isn't the character we're shown. Um, if anything, yeah. it's good for like, like, I think he just is a good leader who falls and maybe everyone rallies and because I, I like my biggest fear for this season is that we are still being told it's Malolo versus Navidi like I do think a pagonging or a reverse pagonging is happening no matter what um hmm. and I feel like I would not be surprised if Brendan has mentioned quite a few times moving forward oh yeah for sure I feel like I had something else to say about Brendan but maybe it will come across me later because I keep forgetting so <laughs> oh the one thing I guess relevant to Brendan uh Bradley says that the leader never wins uh I don't know if we're supposed to trust that, but that's bad for Chris, if uh, we're supposed to believe that. Also, also bad for Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's, uh, so next that's up all is I have on. Chelsea. Oh, man. She spoke. She spoke, and I don't and... remember anything she said. And I transcribed what she said. Yeah. I think the impression was that a lot of people wanted to... Oh, I remember what I said about Brendan. Sorry, Chelsea. But a lot of people are thinking Brendan is the shock Ali-esque mood. No, he's not. And I don't... Yeah, I don't see that. He's he is that... if you listen to first one out and heard everyone falling over him or our yeah. thing or whatever. Like, at the end of the day, his edit was not great. It was good enough that he could win if um we got more like if like this episode was a huge coming out party for him he would be a winner contender but obviously he got booted he's not a shock boot casual audiences are like oh the leader got voted out so what yeah i think if anything it just reinforces rooting for stephanie and michael yes i still think stephanie could be our shock pre-merge boot and i think dominic could be our shock pre-merge boot i don't think anyone else is really set up in that way maybe kellen but probably not i agree about dominic and i would say michael more than stephanie oh yeah michael is very possible um but yeah let's get back to chelsea because i know <laughs> that's what the people want uh, yeah there's a contingent of chelsea fans i guess the good thing that is that she correctly called their shot everyone else said that like they had like a group meeting where they're like they don't have an idol right and everyone's like no they don't have an idol and then chelsea in confessional says i think you never know if they have a hidden immune idol but if they do they're gonna play it wrong so <laughs> maybe just the weirdest edit ever where uh chelsea is just every five episodes shows up says something that's true is like our uh sandra you know like uh like this thing that just like this almost godlike figure who just knows the future and nobody else does <laughs> uh i don't think that's the case though no really I, yeah i don't know i don't know if there was an episode that could have been like oh i get it now i get the chelsea story i get why she's winning but this certainly wasn't it <laughs> no, I I have her above Desiree. Um, well, I had Desiree misplaced, but I get it. <laughs> like, it, it's really just a battle at the bottom for uh, yeah. who's who's least likely to win between Chelsea Bradley and uh, Desiree. And I think I think Chelsea has beat out Desiree by saying something of value. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, let's move on to Desiree. Yay! <sighs> oh, bo- oh God! Like, what a terrible episode! What a terrible edit! This girl is good TV. Her first confessional is still great. Yeah. Why is she not on the show? I don't know. It's because she doesn't matter. I wouldn't be surprised if she leaves sometime soon. She seems way more likely to leave soon than Chelsea or anybody else. I don't know. Yeah. She was hesitant about them all initially voting Michael, but, and switched it to Brendan, I think, too, but... Yeah, she called, she was the one who named Brendan, but who cares? But it wasn't, like, wrong. Like, they could have still voted out Michael and been okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, Desiree to me just 
has nothing. She has no long-term story at all. Like, she doesn't even have a short-term story. Like, no. She hasn't even been shown complaining. Like, she doesn't even have the Navidi negativity. Like, Because like, she's not she's not Chelsea and Sebastian, who have been painted as on the bottom. Mm-hmm. She's not Bradley or Kellen, who are either getting a lot of content or the leader. She's Desiree she's just nothing. She's in nothing. the middle. <laughs> I don't get it at all. Like... <laughs> where like she's clearly not making the merge right like um i don't know i would i would pencil her in as lock for just like booting on the next swap opening of a double episode maybe yeah yeah yeah, that's possible but But, the thing is like i like i think she has like she's charismatic like she could carry one of those like ridiculous boot episodes by herself very easily like a lucy huang i don't know that's all i have to say about desiree it sucks that she's not on the show because she seems super fun but i actually i want to say i think i called this preseason um everyone else was talking about how big of a character she was going to be and i said that every single person she just said the same thing about that they were untrustworthy and she did (laughs) yeah yeah I, i think that's it that people like i think casting was like oh Oh, this girl isn't actually that captivating. She just is good at pl- like seeming captivating in produ- <laughs> like in casting. Same. That's how I live my life. Not actually captivating. Yeah, I think that's I my best like best call I made previous. <laughs> uh, next up is Jenna. What a sad episode for Jenna. Yeah. Our uh, like dark horse winner pick for this whole season. I I'm not gonna. She's sixth for me still. I this episode's weird. At least she got something kind of memorable to say in that like. I would vote Bradley five times if I could. <laughs> yeah. And then but to yeah, Michael, no, she I think just like, like no, this is just a character no, I like. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Jenna's my under the radar favorite. Mm-hmm. She's just there. She's funny. She's like quirky. I don't know. But, I like yeah. her. I think she could win, but like the way the story seems to be going is not great for her. No. I still, think I mean, like she does have this like duo set up with Stephanie that I still feel like hasn't really paid <laughs> yes. dividends much. Yep. I still feel like there's the pass the torch there, or I think they're together post swap. Yeah. I think that's I think where it comes to blows, but like, I think the saving grace for both Jenna and Stephanie is if there is a swap at 15, my money is that they're in a good position. Yeah. Assuming yeah, they might they're be, there. They might be new numbers on the Dominic, Donison, Laurel, Wendell. Trend, yeah. Which is weird, but sure. Like, I still think they have capability to be long-term characters who are in their deep with a chance to win. Um, I don't know how likely it is anymore. This was really bad for Jenna, who was kind of like that pick who's like kind of clawing on just by getting just enough and i feel like this was just not enough for the first yeah time. she was very monica padilla because monica always got a confessional but then <laughs> jenna didn't get a confessional so and like we didn't even like there wasn't even super focus on what she said like no really not a good episode but not a like the thing is like if her previous episodes were more visible it would be okay but like she really needed to be consistent here and i feel like this drop was not good for her no i don't think so that's all i have to say for jenna i hope she picks up because i I really like jenna yep so kellen's next uh arguably good episode for kellen it was a good episode like it was i'm to the point now where i want to reiterate why we were not so hot on our last episode because I can kind of see it now. <laughs> I have like her seventh, can... so still after Jenna, but above Laurel. Yeah, no, I think she has a chance of winning because she was a, like. But at the end of the day, I feel like this Navidi five is just why are they shown like why say they're all complainers? They're so tied to Bradley, but like I don't know, like I, I think there's a world she wins. It's just like why would you show her this way? Yeah, I think one of her biggest issues is that she has been prominent in three episodes, and we still have no idea 
like who she's really aligned with. Yeah, no, like, she has no interpersonal relationships at all. Like we don't know what she thinks about Bradley. Yeah. Other than apparently she's in the like some like oligarchy with him and Desiree. <laughs> yep um but yeah even last episode she was just like we're picking off the malolos or the first episode it was all about her personal story nothing about how she interacted with original navidi so like okay so i mentioned earlier that i think people have incorrectly pegged donathan as the growth edit kellen's our growth edit that's i i'm calling that now kellen is not our winner kellen is our growth edit kellen is gonna be here forever She's going to be in there deep. I don't know what position she comes in. She's probably in the final eight, final somewhere on there. And she's going to grow into be a more captivating character who <laughs> to play by her gut but, or whatever. But, but she's definitely captivating people now. We just picked up on I want a Pagong and immediately said no to that. And But I think she's captivating a lot of people. Like, people are drawn to her quirkiness. Um, I guess my question is, is that people who watched preseason stuff? Because I think that is. I think you're hmm. seeing a lot of connection to people being like, wait, what? How is she negative at all? And people who, like, religiously watch the preseason. Interesting. I feel like if you're just watching these episodes, she introduces herself and says the same thing twice. On Ghost Island, she literally got a repeat confessional. Like, like Chris gets to talk about, like, his mom and all this stuff. And Kellen gets, they re-air the confessional they aired in the first episode like that's bad like it's it's word for word it's yeah it's word for word whoa essentially like i don't know i'll check if it's actually word for word um i don't know i have a lot of problems seeing kellen as a growth edit because she's really being presented pretty strongly here at the beginning i would think if this episode had gone the other way and bradley had gone home I could see her clawing her way back up and that being a growth edit. But for now, she's still in power. And we see her making good decisions as far as the game goes, where she didn't take the Ghost Island advantage and that ended up securing a majority. Yeah, she got her shot. It was good. I mean, I agree. Like, I think there's a world she wins. I just don't think it's very likely. Like, for me, she's like eighth or ninth. Um, yeah. Like, and I, she was my number two episode one like like i think i called that she was gonna be a big character but i feel like she's just not the winner i don't think like i feel like they would tell us who she's aligned with or something unless they're just really scared of the negativity but like that's yeah why not unoriginal like like it's clear that she's not working with malolo so like like why not like like basically my my biggest complaint with kellen is in those first two episodes why not say i'm close to jenna or not jenna um like <laughs> chelsea or something like whoever she's friends with i don't yeah. desiree like yeah. if she's your winner that's that's that that gets established yeah because it's clear that her like in episode one i was calling the biggest knock on her is no interpersonal relationships but maybe she just flips to malolo but her whole story is about how she wants to pagong malolo so that's not happening so it's like <laughs> clearly her number one relationships are on navidi why the fuck do you not show that on the main show on episode one or two i like she's not our winner i don't think yeah i mean i agree with that i think growth edit is not that either but it was not um word for word by the way yeah but it might as well have been it was the same content she both said i got divorced i got i finished grad school and i got a good new job and starting to live for me and trust my gut it's just slightly different she's our trust your gut person yeah which is we talked about how maybe that's a allusion to who's winning i don't think so i i think maybe someone else trusts their gut but i don't think kellen is the one we're looking out for yeah i think she's captivating tv and i think she probably matters a lot to how the story goes and how the season goes i just don't think that means she's the winner i feel like there's just so many like dark spots on her edit where it makes no sense not to show things yeah like i think the like the double whammy of just we don't know who her alliances are, and the only one we've been shown is, like, this awful group of negative complainers. Like, yep. they would show 
her disagreeing or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's all I have to say about Kellen. I, re- I really don't think she's the winner. I think, nope. I think she's going to be... She's that one that everyone's going to be like, she's the obvious... Like, people who don't know Edgic, I think, are going to be like, she's the obvious winner. She's getting so much screen time when it doesn't matter. But, like, she's good... Ten- like, she's charismatic, so she's going to be on the show. Yeah. Uh, so, next Until up, I guess, is Michael. Michael. I don't know if this was a good episode or not for him. I really don't. So, I've had my problems with him since the beginning where he didn't get to explain why he switched from Gonzalez. My... Mm-hmm. Biggest issues three and four look like really good episodes to him. They're positive, but it's absolutely there's something wrong in both of them. It's absolutely necessary. He has to find that idol in three, and he has to explain it to the rest of Malolo and play it in four. Yep. And, and I mean, he makes a big move. They're always gonna show like when someone does something like what he did in that episode. They're always gonna give him a nice little hero story there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like he talks about how he's here to make big moves and he's not here to just survive for three more days. Maybe the stories that he should is just uh, stay for. <laughs> three more days yeah i don't i'm not very high on michael i really think what you said earlier is maybe accurate that he is our shock pre-merge boot um who's just a captivating character who's cp pretty much the entire way but has all these like negative spots like ali i think if malolo does go back to tribal council i don't think that sebastian or chelsea flip and i think that michael goes home i think that's extremely likely i also think uh the one good thing i think because we had some grievances about his episode three where like stephanie narrates him fighting an idol which is bad yeah but i think it's fine because uh at the end of the day, what was shown was Michael, like, Michael's idol didn't matter. Like, it didn't really matter to his long-term story. So, I think that's fine. Similar to, like, when, uh, like, Dr. Mike found an idol. He didn't get a huge moment. It's because that idol didn't really end up mattering. Hmm. But at the end of the day, my, Dr. Mike also didn't win. <laughs> So, I don't know, like, for me, Michael drops huge in this episode, even though it was, a like, a quote-unquote good episode for him. It was just, like, we're finally starting to see the kind of these pieces together yeah. form where he doesn't seem to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. I really like Michael as a character. Me but, too. Yeah, I don't see the winner path. I feel like they wanted to have someone who is 18 years old but isn't fitting Little into old. the stereotype. They want to give him a good edit, I think. And I mean, to be honest, this guy is getting a good edit no matter what, based on how he's played, based on he's good television. Yeah. He's- like an attractive young man he's 18 he's like like to me he's one of my favorite characters easy like top three it's like he's absolutely being shown on the team he's gone to like every tribal like he's getting this edit no matter what like ali but it's like he's not getting these long-term stories yeah i really i think think you're right like i I don't know if he'll leave next but i think he'll leave before the merge yeah a huge mystery is that you really can't deny that this malolo four was shown as positive but why are they just being picked off one by one and what is that? How is that good for a story where the Navidi Five make it far and we've been told to hate them? Well, I think the thing is, is at some point, the story's going to be somebody flipping on them. Like, maybe we get to the merge and, like, Dominic, Wendell, Laurel hate that old Navidi and they, you know what I mean? Like, something like yeah. that. I don't know. Because it's pretty clear that Dominic's Navidi is not negative, but Kellen's Navidi is negative. Yeah. It feels very similar to Australian Survivor 2. Yes. Where Samatau keeps going to tribal and you know at some point it's going to break and it's going to flip the other way. 
Summer Towel, yes. The best tribe ever. Yeah. But I guess just to add on for Michael, I mean, I think there's a chance we're wrong and he is the winner. And, like, it just some of the like his stories don't matter because all his allies leave and like mm. like i think if he makes the merge he re-emerges re i guess question part in the pun uh as a winner contender i think like i think his most susceptible time is now to merge and then i feel like if he makes the merge and gets some good content he's totally back up there i don't know how this has started has he's been a good character but it's not a good winner at it for me. i agree i agree uh, okay so next up sebastian i think we're both higher on sebastian than most people yeah yeah uh, and do you want to make your pitch first? Um, I don't know. Maybe you should. I just think he's got consistent content and it's not been too goofy. We get the like weekly Sebastian metaphor. Yes. But he, during Navidi's discussions about who to boot, he had the confessional where he clues in that everyone else is targeting these big physical threats and he's a big physical threat. So Yep, I he gets to brag a little bit. Him. He gets to... Uh talk about his view of the game and not in a negative way like i feel like of all of these navidis on new malolo he's by far the most likely to win i think um he's the only one who's shown different than them different mindset yeah he's about going with the flow not laughing and joking as you vote out people who are captivating television like yeah it's just a different story being told from him uh so i, I think he has a chance he also has this long-term story with chris um i feel like this guy could totally win and people are probably sleeping on it because he doesn't look like a winner usually does but sometimes goofy people win sometimes fabio wins and this edit is still not unlike Fabio. Without just he just needs a winner quote, basically. Yeah. And really, if they heard the criticism of Nicaragua and are like, we're not gonna give him saying like, I can't wait to win the million dollars. Like, take that one line out from Fabio and you pretty much have Sebastian's edit. So like yeah. I I feel like they just if they just don't wanna give Educers, like that's the easiest way to just throw off educers. Just don't have them say, "I want to win a million Like, don't give them a million dollar line. Just have them say the same things as Fabio minus that. Yeah, I mean, I still want some introspection into his story. Yes, or like how he's playing the game strategy. Um, I think the preview makes me nervous because showmances are yeah, tricky, not great especially with Jenna. Like, that's a weird choice. And yeah. he did say, "I don't know." what just happened when he cast his vote which isn't a good look but it's also not out of the realm yeah it's not a bad look either i don't know like for me he's not like he's not a top tier winner contender he's one of those secondary ones where it's like he could win and no one would be surprised i don't think oh some people would be surprised but i feel like it it makes sense if he wins i feel like it'll make more sense but the the path is there yes. but i think it'll snowball and get better if he does win yeah like they've set up a foundation for him to make like because i feel like that's ultimately what we're doing right is like does this have the foundation that you can build a winner's yes. edit house out of yeah and Sebastian has that other people don't yep and and I have him second so oh wow I have him fifth yeah I think it's there it's a house who's of your cards number one uh we'll get to our next oh wow okay so Stephanie Stephanie I so, thought this wasn't a great episode for Stephanie personally. huh I think the biggest issue with this episode with regards to Stephanie I think it's exactly the content she should have got, but given that it was Navidi the first half, Malolo the second, it looks really weird. It does. And um, Stephanie's got a lot of that where she doesn't emerge until after the immunity challenge. Yeah, like, the thing is, is, like, Stephanie feels like a character who they just couldn't ignore. Like, it's just so captivating, so interesting, so relevant all the time. 
That's like, it feels like they almost are hating themselves for having to put her on the show. Like, it feels like they're showing her the least amount possible despite her, like, despite her being four or five visibility every time. It's like, it still feels like the bare minimum because it feels like she's so relevant. I don't know. See, I think that's the biggest puzzle right now is with Malolo seemingly heading down the wrong path. Why are they giving so much content to Stephanie? I think it has to be more than she's just a captivating person. See, I agree. Like, Like, the question is just like, what? Like, (laughs) what is she? And she's I think, such a giant question mark for me. I don't feel like she's a shock boot now because of this personal content. I don't think they would do that. I think she's either maybe winning or we're still getting that Jenna. Or she's our Kelly Wentworth. Wentworth. I feel like that's also possible. Yeah, that's possible too. But I don't think picking a Kelly Wentworth is a bad, like, I don't know if you could see past Wentworth. True, I don't true, know. True. I'm not up on Cambodia. So I was big on Cambodia. And uh, I think for me, the thing is, is like, I think Kelly Wentworth was very similar to how Stephanie was shown here, where it's very complex. It's very positive. It's very rootable. But then the day there's like something missing and it's always shown at like weird times and like something just always seems not quite right with her. Hmm. I felt like that was the case for Kelly Wentworth. I feel like that's the case for Stephanie where it's like, yeah, she could win. But why does it see- like, why does a character who's this likable and this like this fun and interesting, why does something seem so wrong? Because like Survivor would love to have Stephanie as a winner. Like, like <laughs> she would be so like it would they probably give her the most like the best winner at it ever and i don't think that's this you don't think that's this like why does she not get introduced before the immunity challenge in the first episode why is she not in the mood until after this? Like, maybe they think that her game can stand on her own, and, like, I think it can. But it's, like, to me, every week there's been, like, but why that? Like, why that one thing? Like, you know? Mm. And, like, I, I don't think Kelly Wentworth was ever a major winner contender on any, like, on like, are edgic or unspoiled or anywhere. Like, I, f- I feel like that's a common, like, like a commonality between the two. I, I mean... Stephanie's probably more around as popular at this point, but, like, I don't know, like, the thing for me is it's just, like, I think she could win. I have her in my number five. I actually have her in my number four. Um, It's just not quite clicking with me. Like, I don't see the road where she wins, but, like, I also don't see, like, any road for her, really. Hmm. I just think if there's a swap soon that saves her. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine know, a it... swap is at 15. It doesn't feel right. Like, it doesn't feel how things have gone in the past, but it doesn't... I don't want to count it out because it, it's still a really nice edit for someone to have if they win this season. I agree. Does that make sense? Like... Yeah, and, like, maybe the thing is, is, like, think about the recent female winners we've had. Like, I mean, other than Sarah Lucina doesn't go to, to go to tribal the entire pre-merge until the Jeff Varner one, I think. Or actually, until the Sandra one. Uh, So, like, not really relevant in the pre-merge. And she's probably the biggest person now. Not personality. But, like, like the most bombastic female winner we've had in a decent amount of time, other than Natalie, who was playing second fiddle to Jeremy for the pre-merge. So it's like, what does a super in-your-face winner female look like? Maybe it is Stephanie. That is true. And she's, like, exciting. Unlike, we love her to death, but Kim Spradlin. Yeah, not captivating television. Um, Like, Kim Spradlin, the best TV, or the best Survivor player of all time. (laughs) Probably in near the bottom of the best reality TV characters of all time, I think. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm a out there case. Like, Kim Spradlin just makes me smile. But, yeah. I feel like that's everyone who's ever met Kim Spradlin. It just yeah <laughs> i don't know you know Stephanie's like, for me, Stephanie's totally on table i would love if she won that's probably oh, my sure. she's my favorite character i think um of anybody it's like her and michael and shanna it's, it's the mobile four but uh 
<laughs> so like I still think she can win. I still think it just something seems wrong to me. I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's so that's the Malolo tribe too. So that's everybody. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, which one do you think's going to travel next? I still think Navidi. I I think Malolo. I, I think I convinced myself even more that's gonna be Malolo, and that Michael will probably leave. I mean, yeah, I agree with you there. If Malolo does go, or they find another idol, which I think is possible. Yeah. I think especially like. Thinking about it now with Stephanie narrating Michael finding an idol, I think it's extre- that didn't matter. I think it's extremely likely that, not maybe not extremely, but likely that Stephanie finds an idol that does end up mattering. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say Navidi goes. I have reservations, but just for the sake of the bet. Yeah, okay. I okay. was going to say I think Navidi goes and I think Dominic goes. Ooh. But I just don't know if the preview was setting us up to think oh, they're flipping back to Chris, and then they definitely don't. Um, I don't yeah, it's know. so hard to say. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't no, know. Like, that's what I continue to love about this season is it, is it shocks us. I agree. Yeah. And I'm, I'm totally, like, maybe now I'm just looking for shocks, but I think, like, a Michael could go, and that would be crazy to anyone or, like... Yeah, like, I think it's very possible that, like, like Bradley leaves next, and it's just a replay of last week <laughs> from, from an idol. Uh, yeah. That, to me, seems like the most likely scenario, to be honest. Hmm. And then Stephanie swaps to a good tribe and is like, now I'm finally where I want to be. Like, I'm here to win. Yeah. I got I knocked Bradley out, who was a complainer. I'm so happy to have beat him. I'm set that <laughs> Brendan didn't. I could see that. So I guess the question now is, like, I think we're, we we've, we talked about this a little bit, but, like, we're start, starting to see what's going to be the major stories of the season. Um, Like, one bad decision is, like, I feel like somebody's going to get, like, someone's going to have, like, an Eric Reichen back moment. Like, I feel like so much of the season is building to that where, like, somebody's just going to completely drop the ball or they're gonna edit it to make it look that way yes yeah i i don't know if we can say that it's going to be as epic as something that has come before as epic as a pagonging even but yeah it's gonna be a bad decision and they're gonna hype it up and it's going to change the course of the game yes and I, I really don't know who it's coming from. I think Kellen is the most likely contender. Um, mm, but Kellen, we've seen make good decisions so far. Yeah, but she's always wary. I don't know. She's been talking a lot about it a lot. But maybe she's just their spokesperson for that team. Yeah. Um, and I think an interesting thing tied to Dominic is Dominic got a really good confessional about this idea. Um, he says, um, and there's definitely lessons to be learned by these relics. It's important that I really reverse these curses. I can't be eaten alive the same way these past players have been, which is, I think, a really good line for Dominic. Uh, so, like, I guess, the, like, that that builds it, but that's not a positive way, so I don't think Dominic will make that mistake. Yeah, I don't, I feel like we've led, even though he's been using his items poorly, I don't think he's the one making the really bad decision. Uh, next is, like, still that concept we were talking about last week of the Malolo 4, like, the I-2-4. Both sides were established that way firmly in this episode. Um, and tied with, like, the whole of the Malolo is the best tribe of all time thing yeah. and the Navidi negativity, there's still something going on there. I feel like we still don't know what it is. Yeah. I think there's just an overarching, like, scene that the Malolo people are the good people. Yes. And as far as Malolo 4 goes, one was, like, literally dismantled, and then the other just wasn't relevant. So I think it's less that and more Malolo, they're the good people, but who are we actually watching out for? Is it Donathan and Laurel? Mm. Is it Stephanie? Is it Michael? Like, I still think, like, the best thing for Donathan's edit is the fact that he was our original Malolo. For me, like, I feel like that tribe had so much positivity and still does, and it's weird that 
on a swap tribe original malolo is still getting like all this like just inherent positivity but yeah like i feel like that's the best thing for donathan is that he's being shown in this like alliance that seems to be with all the navidi people but like it's still being like yes malolo strong malolo's the best mm-hmm. and on the flip side i think it's bad for people like dominic or like people who kind of spoke like kellen especially like i think the yeah. worst thing for kellen's edit is that she's on navidi with bradley with bradley especially and like colluding with bradley like Mm -hmm. Um, again, there's just the whole, like, reversing curses thing, um, and, like, curses of your past, but I feel like the winner story might not be that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that might be something that, like, that will trip people up. Yeah, I feel like the reverse of the curse is definitely going to try to apply to an item rather than Mm -hmm. a past life experience. I agree, I agree. Um, I think Christopher's Dom still remains our biggest story, kind of. Um, It's definitely, like, the biggest one versus one. Yes. No one... Yeah, on Malola right now is like particularly at each other's throats. Like you would think Bradley versus Michael or something like that, but it's not mm-hmm. super out there. Yeah, and I guess like at the end of the day, like different kind of strengths is still being shown. Like um, Laurel talked about the strength of like an under the radar game, but now how she's gonna make her put her name on it. I don't know. Like I feel like that is still a story in this game mm-hmm. moving forward. But yeah, like I think we talked a lot about the stories that we kind of see moving forward. Yeah. Um, especially like kind of like I think we're starting to get a good vibe of who the interpersonal relationships are going to be and that's pretty good uh i feel like last week we talked about maybe like recentering yourself and like like chris's whole content i feel like that might have just been a ghost island thing yeah i'm thinking a lot of ghost island stuff is going to be like oh i've been sent here but even now that it's just pretty much looks like it's just going to be rocks from here on out Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't feel genuine like, it wasn't like, oh, the other tribe picked you for a reason. What do you mean the survivor gods picked them? Oh, y- y- unless the survivor gods pick you and then... Oh, Kellen's content about, like, fate and destiny and the survivor gods. Like, I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm embarrassed to be watching this. Like, it was really, like, it was so cheesy. Like, maybe this is exactly where I'm meant to be. Like, writing those transcripts for her was just like, please let this idea die. Hmm. And I think, like, she wasn't meant to be there because she didn't take the advantage which then played out well for yeah, her the producers but... were probably very mad that she was sent there <laughs> but like you also could have just not gone and kept your vote anyway <laughs> yeah like yeah but yeah no I like know. other than that like like we like do you want to just go through your winner contenders for me mine are steph at number five sebastian at number four Dominic at number three, Donathan at number two, and Wendell at number one. Um, mine are Wendell at number five, Chris at number four, James at number three, Sebastian at two, and Stephanie for number one. You still have James number three. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I tend to, when I'm looking at it, I tend to start with my original list, and James was at the top of that last. Oh episode, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. And be like, are they still in contention? And then like keep going down through people and see if they like lifted up or just sort of stayed the same yeah like, it's think... a pretty radical shift from uh last time yeah uh okay so i guess just uh do you have a pick of who's gonna leave next i don't know i feel like we kind of outlined it I yeah think true, true malolo i really think it's gonna be either michael or bradley things in the video i think it'll be angela it's not no it's never going to be angela stop picking her <laughs> Um, I think I've picked her every week, to be honest. I think it's probably Dominic or Chris. That's possible. I, I feel like that's it's not going to happen yet. I don't know. All right. I feel like now would be the perfect time, especially if there's just going to be a swap. It's a neat little bow on that. And I guess the, that's our, uh, to wrap things up. 
Uh, maybe just go through conclusions now? Yeah. Um, so our website, thewinnersedit.wordpress.com. There's a contact form there if you want to send us any feedback, uh, compliments, criticism, we'll take it all. Um, or you can email us directly at thewinneredit, no S, at gmail.com. We're on iTunes. Uh, leave a review. We hear that's good. Uh, we'll post on Reddit and everything, too. Uh, probably episodes on Sundays or Mondays. Uh, this is a little bit weird. I had uh, a bit of uh, an emergency where one of my family members had, or one of my, uh, someone I was close to had to go to the emergency room. So it, it delayed this a little bit. But. I mean, you just had a crazy day from what I was told. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. totally excused. Um, my Twitter, I did change it. So it's now jchapman9000 at gmail.com because you still got to have the Kitty Master spirit in there. And I'm um, at Danny Kills Bees. Um, it's because yeah. my last name is Kilby and my first name is Daniel. So it's uh... Don't dox us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's our show. That's it. Uh, we'll have magic charts and stuff in the show notes. But yeah, Peace. tune in next week and see who wins the bet.